This, this, this is God Stories Radio Podcast. God Stories Radio with Fritz, Mike, and Tina. You're listening to the God Stories Radio Podcast. www.godstoriesradio.com. Welcome to God Stories Radio. This is session 164. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. What's happening, guys? It's Thursday night. Yes, it is. We're here ah, again. What's going on? What's going on with you? Uh, I just had a root canal. What's your excuse? <laughs> <laughs> they even gave you a t-shirt, which is amazing. I know, right? I survived the root canals, what it says on the back. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Can you believe it? Who'd have thunk it? Thursday night under the lights. Welcome everybody. Hey, uh, welcome JW and Tom V. Hey, buddy. Good to see you. Well, I don't see you, but I do see you. Hope you're doing well, buddy. Good to have you on the program. You dialed into a good one tonight. We did. Yeah. You did. You're speechless, Mikey. What's going on over there? Uh, Somebody talk. Well, it's hey. been a sparkling week (laughs) (laughs) Uh, sparkling week yes okay it was great having a day off yesterday i had to work celebrating america's birthday i love it that's right happy birthday america it was fun america america (laughs) (laughs) i went to a uh a little picnic afterwards after i got to work yeah yeah how was, was that? It was oh, good. Like burgers and dogs? That's, uh, yeah. And sausage. Carrot cake? No. They no. Had no carrot cake. No. <laughs> but it was, you know, and they put on a great fireworks. Uh, Martin's uh, brother, um, Cheryl. Ah. He um, he goes all out. And he, I mean, they, just like professionals, out away from the house, out in the back in a in a lot on tables and a remote control and they just light up the sky for about it was like a little bit over five six minutes that sounds like another friend we have (laughs) arnie yes (laughs) (laughs) i knew exactly who you were talking about Uh that's for sure all right babe i know we got some shout outs over there we do we have some facebook likes so we want to say thank you to sarah tucker flannery sarah thank you sarah thank you we appreciate that yeah she's the wife of ray flannery right yeah she is awesome and we want to thank Juan Carranza for liking us on facebook Juan, thank you very much thank you Juan. yeah really appreciate that he was on a guest session one, two, three. Wasn't That's right. It, it was. <laughs> Never forget session one, two, one, three. Two, three. <laughs> yes, he's a former guest, and uh, we love him and his wife. So thanks a lot, Juan, for liking us on Facebook. Absolutely. And then so many people have been writing in about the show. It's been awesome. Oh, it you know, has. What a blessing oh, yes, this it, week. It I'll has. tell you, we've heard from several people, and I think Mikey's got it over there. I got a, I got a few of them, yes. On the new yeah. iPad Pro. Um, yeah. <laughs> Uh, one and I love this stuff. Like you had said last week too, mm-hmm. Max Krestev wrote, "I love your podcast. I was just browsing on Spotify and found it. Love you guys." That was from Max. Max, thanks a lot for the encouragement. It just—you you have no idea. It just makes us so happy to hear these little comments. Man, yes. it really does. It makes my week. 
Puts I, a little pep in my step. And I like this one even better. This this guy's name is uh, Christian Molfetta. He would love to give my testimony. I am a 21-year-old student at Stanford University playing baseball. Looking forward to hearing from you. I am a big fan of your show. Thank you. Those that's, are I love those. That's awesome. Yes. And then we got one just the other day. And this one is from Sarah Muscott. I found your podcast on Spotify. There's another Spotify. Spotify. Uh-huh. Because I was searching for something uplifting, a way for spirit to pour into my life every day on my one and a half hour bike commute to school. First, I want to send a thousand thanks to you for this ministry. In this increasingly polarized world where the gospel is increasingly powerless to save people due to the pitfall, pitiful work we disciples are doing to seek righteousness in our own lives and minister to others. The Christian testimony about what the Lord has done in our lives is one of the most powerful tools we can we still have to remind ourselves of how our Father has led us and share with others the good news about our the author of love, our risen Christ Jesus. Through each of our stories, the Holy Spirit tugs at our hearts and those who hear in a close personal way. So I'm writing to tell you I want to support this and become part of it. I have plenty I have pretty incredible story to share. And I would be humbled if you would give me the chance to share it and encourage others who may, who have been where I was and is fighting to fight in Christ to never return to that place or may still be there. And again, another one offering to give their testimony. Oh, well, you better believe Love it. we're going to give, give the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. And we can't take any credit for anything. We've got to give all that credit to the Lord because yes. he's the one who makes it all well, happen. Well, it's his gig. You know, sometimes I think, you know, why would he choose a guy like me <laughs> to be a steward of this? And I, I feel very fortunate to have been chosen. It says he uses the foolish to confound the wise. Yep. I'm living proof of that. Sir, <laughs> 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 uh -huh. yes, we got some good guests tonight. Hey, did we have any... Did you say countries? <clears throat> I didn't say countries. No, no, we don't have any. We still have 92. But I could make some up if you like. <laughs> oh, I'm sure you could. <laughs> we, don't, we don't want to inflate the numbers. <laughs> Tell the truth. And that's what the truth. Uh-huh. But we still have 92 countries that, that we know of 92. that's listening. I can't even remember how many. I, I told Dan just a few minutes ago it was 95. Well, I was hoping. Well, it probably is. You're just is. predicting the if future. We, well, if, it probably is, but we can't see all of them. Right. We can't see the ones from my heart. So, but yeah. anyway. Fantastic. Um, so, who do we have in the studio today, Mike? Yeah, Mikey, take well, it away. We have um, a couple that's been married only for two years, uh, Dan and Diane Morris. And I have, I knew, I've known Dan probably for six, seven years, uh, especially through um, Real Men at the church. And I know um, a bit about his uh, story. I know he, uh, his parents were missionaries. And um, at this point, I, and then he went to be, you know, he had certain jobs. One of them was the same place that I used to work. And then, then he became a teacher. And then something else happened. So I'm going to just stop it there, cut it there, and let Dan and Diana take it from there. Welcome to the show, guys. Dan Thank you. Diana. Thank you. So good to have you. I'm sorry we uh, had to cancel on you. But, that's uh, all right. That's right, two weeks ago. That's right. But I was, was very sick. <laughs> my poor wife, she had a viral infection, and she was very sick. And, uh, uh, glad to have her back. and Glad to have you guys. We're yeah, glad to, well, be here. to be here. Welcome. Tell us, tell us all about it. Well, we're Dan and Deanna Morris. Um, we work with Crew, formerly known as Campus Crusade for Christ. Uh, started in 1951 at UCLA and has grown over time all around the world in all forms of ministries. Crew went, uh, well, they went through a name change in 2012 to Crew. And um, 
they're sort of like the parent organization over a bunch of ministries. There's Family Life, there's the Jesus Film, there's Josh Dow, um, Josh McDowell Ministries associated with us. Um, and then we're still heavy on campus. Um, and uh, so we work with a mission called Destino, and we are the Hispanic and Latino outreach on campuses. Our scope is beyond campuses, but right now that's where we're starting. Um, Bill Bright, our founder, had a was famous for saying, "You reach the college, you reach the campus today, you reach the world tomorrow." And it's because most of our world leaders are being educated on college campuses mm -hmm. today, and they're going to be the influencers of tomorrow. And one of the big questions we ask ourselves is, are these leaders going to be leading from a place influenced by the world? Or are they going to lead from a position of faith? You know, Dan, I hear that the numbers are staggering about the college students that fall away from Christ during those years. Um, they just, you know, completely do an about face. They might have followed Jesus all their life, and then they get to college and they just fall away. They There's many, many that do, yes. Um, it's a place where you're trying to figure out life, where you fit, um, trying to balance school with job and other things, um, trying to fit in. And so there's a lot that pulls for the mind and the heart of the student. Yeah, and a lot of worldly perspective, I think, mm. too. Yes. Yeah, we've even heard their professors um, even challenge their faith all the time. Mm -hmm. um, and because the professors are seen as wiser than them, older, have more experience, they trust them and they look up to them. And um, a lot of times students don't have like a father figure. Um, we see this a lot in our Latino community. Mm -hmm. um, and so these professors may be, for some of them, um, you know, like a father figure or like someone in authority. And so they believe them. Um, and a lot of times these professors are just challenging their faith. Um, and I think college is a place where that happens um, very often. And so our students are left um, at 17, 18, 19 years old, trying to figure out and decide for themselves, okay, I either don't have a faith, I didn't grow up with a faith, and so I'm just going to believe this person, or my parents taught me this and now I have to figure out if this is my own faith. Mm -hmm. um, so they, it's a place where they are challenged to, um, you know, kind of pick a way of life one way or the mm -hmm. other. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you guys tell us a little bit about your background on how you got kind of got led to Christ and your journey, you know, to crew? Yeah, I'll, I can start. So okay. I'm Diana, and I grew up, I was born and raised in Venezuela. That's my home. And um, you do have kind of an accent. I thought you were mm -hmm. from You're my neighbor. You're from Groveland? I'm, I'm born in Guyana. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> yeah. I thought she was from Groveland. <laughs> <laughs> no. So I was raised Catholic, and um, when I went to college, somebody from crew this ministry in venezuela kind of came up to me one random day um and shared the gospel with me and i remember sitting down and kind of thinking man like i've gone to church my whole life catholic church and i was pretty involved in that uh, but the person said jesus wants a personal relationship with you and that stuck with me um and so from then on i just I was like, yes, I want this personal relationship with Jesus. And because it was through crew, this ministry that I became a believer, um, I kind of got involved with them. They helped me um, grow my faith, find a church, get involved. Um, and then after graduating college, I served in a country in the Middle East because we're alive and there's a lot of people seeing us. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to say the country, mm -hmm. um, but I was there for two years. And um, after that, um, I decided to move to the U.S. to work with the Sino, which is a ministry of crew, um, reaching to my people, Hispanic and Latino students. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's kind of the short version. Of, wow. Yeah. Wow, that's very impressive. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> what do you think is one of the most challenging things about being overseas and trying to minister to people with different cultures, different belief systems? Hmm. The hardest, I think, 
I think a lot of times it's getting over yourself, like getting over, um, you know, stepping out of your comfort zone and what you know as your culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I know for me, I had to learn I when I was in North Africa. Well, I said it. Anyways, I'm not saying countries. <laughs> <laughs> um, but when I was overseas, I... Um, I was on a team with all Americans. I was the only Latina on my team. So I had to kind of learn the American way so that my team could function. Um, So that was really hard. And then um, just trying to share the gospel in ways that people from the culture that you're in um, can understand. And that takes a lot of um, listening and observing around you what they do, what they like, uh, what they already believe and how that ties into the gospel. Yeah. Do you have anything? I think you said it pretty well, just uh, being observant and aware. Um, So tell us, tell us a little bit about your uh, beginnings there. My beginnings. Well, um, the son of missionary parents, I grew up in Cote d'Ivoire, West Africa. Um, And... um, I spent the first 17 years of my life there. Wow. Um, Belonging was a big part of my life. Um, I didn't realize it at the time, but it just trying to be normal was a big part of my life. Um, uh, You know, when you come, when your family comes from one set of, one sort of culture and one ethnicity, and then you're growing up around Mm. a different one, internally there's a blend that happens and so you're never really one and you're never really the other Mm -hmm. and so um that played a big role in my life uh to the point where um and in other ways i just wanted to be normal I, i compared myself heavily to my school friends and stuff to the point where um in middle school high school i started um making bad choices that then influenced my relationship with my parents that um, later on in college um, got worse, actually. Um, And college was where I wrestled with my faith. Um, It was a place where I, even though I grew up in the church, Mm -hmm. I accepted Christ at the age of four. But I didn't really know what I did. Right. It was just a well-meaning Sunday school teacher who scared me out of hell. <laughs> <laughs> they did their job, though, didn't they? <laughs> yes, they did. <laughs> um, I started questioning with the friends that I was keeping and stuff. Questioning, you know, is my is what I know really mine? Like, I need to figure this out for myself. And so um, I did. I went through my own little venture and journey, um, a couple different religions, ended up also wanting to find a party. Um, and then that didn't know it was code for other things. And so my last three years of college involved drugs as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just after graduating that I hit my lowest point and said, I'm done. I can't really do this anymore. And so I went through a process of recovery. Um, at the time was involved in Real Men as uh, Mike has uh, named and uh, some of us had got this glimpse of the church at large has a lot of guys not a lot of men and there were a few of us that got together and really dove in what does this look like and um, that was about eight years ago mm-hmm. and um the little curriculum that we ended up making, we took back to real men and we've been using in our small groups and the Lord's been doing great things through it. Mm-hmm. But uh, over time, my heart, I've just noticed that there's a lot of um, men, been, or there's a lot of, there's not a lot of young adults, the college age mm-hmm. that visit on Monday. They're, they're at best, they're visitors. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this is where their struggle is happening. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, I will say this journey that the uh, father has had me on these past uh, 11 plus years, there has been a number, a number of young men that has been in my circle, so to speak, 
college age, uh, after college, and so on and so forth. And I dare to say every single one of them walked away and then came back. Mm-hmm. And I do, with that and other things that I've read and heard and everything else, I do believe, I think I've said this before on God Stories Radio, that if the Holy Spirit generally gets a hold of you, I mean, if you really in your heart do that and you walk away, he will bring you back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but that's, you know, what Diana had said it and you had said it as well, that the young, the college kid, you know, they are, they're on their own, they're free, yeah. right? So I'm going to live life. I haven't yeah. lived life exactly. Yet. So they're going to live life and they're going to live worldly because that's where they're at. And again, I've experienced all those guys. I heard story after story that they knew Jesus. And I kind of questioned why, you know, if you know Jesus, why did you walk away? But every one of them. <laughs> and then they came back. So I do. I believe that the Holy Spirit, if you, if you grab onto it or he grabs onto you, he'll bring you back. I think, you know, as speaking as a parent of young adults also, you know, that's part of the hope that we cling to, mm-hmm. you know, because I know myself, <clears throat> you know, I poured as much as I could into my children with what I had. Um, and I did my best to raise them mm-hmm. up the right way, but it doesn't mean that they are going to choose that path for themselves. Mm-hmm. It's one of the hardest things to kind of come to terms with as a parent. Um, but you have to trust in Christ. You mm-hmm. know, you have to just trust that He's got them. Yeah. You don't, but right. He's got them. Yes, exactly. So I just keep praying every day for them. Oh, you need to. Yes, (laughs) you do. Uh Uh-huh. He promises they will not soon depart, but he doesn't promise that they will stay. Right. Right. Yeah. So I can understand why this crew ministry was very appealing to you because with you falling away during college, Mm -hmm. it just really resonates with your story. Yes. So how'd you make the leap? How did I make the leap? Yeah. Uh, well, while we were dating at the time, it just seemed like our callings were very separate. Um, the paths that we were on were very different. And I was already on staff with crew. Yes. I have been on staff for five years. Yeah, I joined staff last summer. Mm-hmm. Um, and so while we were dating, as marriage got closer, we just it looked as though they were different enough that it seemed like if we favored one calling over the other, it, at least from what I could tell at the time, one was going to be sort of stagnant at best. And so, um, and Diana's calling is so specific and, and is, um, and she's been with crew with Destino for so long that it seemed mine is more transplantable. Mm-hmm. I can always, reach out to men or guys and teach them how to be men no matter where, no matter the culture, no matter God's gifted me with, with this capability. Mm-hmm. So me joining crew was just the more, um, as the, as sort of the platform mm-hmm. was just the better, um, option. And plus you were brought up in a couple other different, uh, yeah. Cultures. Yes. So yeah. you, you know, it made a lot of sense for him to, right. um, joint staff and for us to do this together. Yeah, cultural ambiguities is one of those things that our, our students um, deal with and I know that I, I know that very firsthand. Mm-hmm. So yeah. They deal with it because they are bicultural, that's what we call them. So a lot of them were either born in this country and raised here but their parents are first generation immigrants um, or they themselves are first generation immigrants and so they have to wrestle with these two worlds kind of being together but not kind of mixing mm. it's the american and the latino um, and so i experience that every day and then dan also really relates to that um, and so for him to join me and kind of shepherd um, guys, it just made a lot of sense. And yeah. he can, yeah, he can relate to guys in that aspect um, very well. Yes. Hear that, babe? I'm bicultural. We have a word for it now. <laughs> yeah. You're bicultural too? 
<laughs> yeah. So how long have you been here? Well, I've been here a very long time. I don't want to give my age okay. away. Okay. <laughs> But I was actually raised in England. Okay. So born in South America in Guyana. But I only was there for six months. And then I was raised in England till I was seven years old. And then I came to the States. So okay. growing up in England, it's one culture. Yes. Mm -hmm. Coming to the United States, a completely different culture. Mm -hmm. What about your parents? What's their culture? <clears throat> so uh -huh. uh, I have uh, adopted parents uh -huh. um, okay. because both of my biological parents are dead. Um, my uh, adopted dad has passed away in 2009, but he was British. Okay. And my uh, adopted mom is biologically my aunt, and she had already been living in England and was married, you know, mm -hmm. to my dad. Um, so she had already started to form the British culture. And I see. You, you probably can relate to some of this, but you know, you know, the British were everywhere, and mm -hmm. obviously they were in Guyana and had colonized yes. and. The British um, rule was very prevalent during their generation. So when she was there, there was a lot of British influence. So for her to move to England, I don't think was a huge, I mean, I'm sure it was a culture shock, but it wasn't huge. It was something that she could understand and kind of connect with. And she actually, I, I feel she's more British than even my father was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But uh, yes, I definitely feel bicultural from yep. that perspective. It's a thing. Hashtag bicultural. <laughs> yeah. I love it. I'm going to use it all the time now. <laughs> I know it. I learned a new word. Yeah. <laughs> It's really neat how God took the two of you and, you know, if you looked at yourselves individually, you'd think, oh, you know, These are just two siloed people here, but he brought you together and you just blend so well and your missions blend so well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. love when he does that. That's amazing. He yeah. Knows, he knows what he's doing. He does. He really does. <laughs> you think? I, I shouldn't yeah. be surprised by that. Sometimes we are, though. We are. I don't know why. I know. I guess maybe because we sometimes we struggle with the fact that that the Lord would do it for us as well. Mm. Yeah. You know, it's easier to believe for somebody else. It's easier yes. to be strong for somebody else. But when it comes to yourself, you know, it's like, mm. Well, wow. you, you and I talk about that all the time all the too. Time. All the time. Because, you know, you look at us and you think, gosh, these two people are so different <laughs> from each other. But yet together we just make sense. And yeah. we recognize it all the time. We think, You wow, God really knew what in. he was doing. You should see when we go in to get our hair cut. It's me and her and, and little Maddie. <laughs> He's not little anymore. And he tells the lady, that's my dad. <laughs> what? <laughs> you can see the look on her face. <laughs> Shocked. Like, uh, he's technically my stepson, but I, I am his dad, you know, but... <laughs> Yeah, he is not so little anymore. He's no, six foot now. Mm -hmm. Sure is priceless to see people's looks. It really is. <laughs> It is, yeah. So guys, tell us a little bit about Campus Crusade, which is now crew. Yes. And tell us um, kind of what your mission is. And I know you're just, uh, I know you've been with them quite a while, but, but you're kind of just starting and you're really just kind of starting as a new couple in the ministry, and I know that uh, you need fundages to make it work. Mm -hmm. It makes the world go round. <laughs> yeah, we yep. have, Mikey and I were dead set against talking about money. Ever, <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. Ever. And, uh, you know, it just makes it work. And if you're going to grow yeah. something, you've got to have the finances. And if people believe in it, mm -hmm. they'll support it. Right. And yeah. Father will lead them that way. Amen to that. Because yeah. without him... Amen want to support yeah. it so right tell us a little bit about uh how people can give um what you're going to be doing specifically maybe okay just mm -hmm. just uh you want me to give that or here okay so um the easiest way that we have right now there's a link on our we just made a facebook group page um 
It's facebook.com slash until all. And that page uh, has a link over to our giving page where you can give to our ministry. Um, as far as what we do. Um, so if they give, Dan, what where does that money go? What, what does it do? Um, yeah. Go ahead, please. You <laughs> so, have a better understanding of that one than I do. So, um, yeah, so you can go to facebook.com slash until all. Um, and, yeah, what we do, we are a college ministry, and so we reach out to college students on their campus. And so our everyday job is to be on campus and start conversations with students um, and share the gospel. So that's one part of our job. The second part is to build them up in their faith. So believers, people that make a decision for Christ, um, students that are involved. We have Bible studies, we have um, discipleship, like mentorship, one-on-one, um, or in small groups. So we try to build them up in, up in their faith and kind of teach them the tools that they're going to need to have ministries outside of college whenever they graduate. So we know they're not going to stay in college forever, right? Hopefully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Although some of them stay for longer. <laughs> um, and so we want them... We want God to really um, use that time in their lives to teach them the tools that they're going to need to be better servants of the Lord, wherever he calls them. So if they call, if God calls them to be doctors or nurses, whatever um, that they would have, they would know how to share their faith, how to disciple others, how to lead Bible studies. Um, so, yeah, so they can be used by God the that, so they can be a better service to the local church. Um, and so that's kind of our goal. That's our heart. So we have this three word thing that we always say it's win, build, send. That's kind of our heart, the heart of our ministry. We want to win them with the gospel, um, build them up in their faith and send them out to the world. Um, and so that is the heart of our ministry. That's what we do. And that's where these funds go. I love um, it. Yeah. I love it. It's just, it's gosh, we, we so need that mm-hmm. in this world. We really do. I'm just, I'm just encouraged to hear that yeah. there are people out there doing this. Yes. You know? Talk about your local mission field. Wow. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Boots so that's on the how ground. I became a believer. That's how I like. I am a product of all of, all of this. I was one built yes, in sense. You mm-hmm. were. Yeah. Um, so for me, I just have a really special place in my heart for this ministry because I know it what God can do um, and how meaningful it was to have older people, but they were not too old, you know, yeah. like they were, I don't know, in their old, like late twenties, mid thirties. Oh my God, my honey. life. <laughs> <laughs> so we're like 32. So we'll be reaching out. To, I mean, there's no age limit, yeah. but it helps that we are a little bit older, but not super older that they're like, we're not relatable anymore. Right. Yeah. Um, good save, Diana. Good save. Yeah. <laughs> but very, just very elegantly yeah. done. <laughs> it just meant a lot to me to have people pursuing me for my spiritual growth. Like, where else in my life am I going to have? Like, on my job, I'm not going to have anybody pursuing me for me to grow spiritually. I do now because I have a spiritual job, whatever. Um, but that meant a lot to me. And, um, I think that means a lot to students and God really uses that. Where are they going to send you? Uh, So we had a choice of different places, uh, but we ended up with staying here in our backyard in Orlando at UCF. Oh, Oh, nice. Yes. Um, The Lord made it pretty clear that he had something going on while we were dating because she reported to Denver while we were dating. We were long distance. We were long distance for... That's right. I remember that. For yeah, at least half of our. You, you remember him crying on the halls of the church. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, real life has a uh, campus there too. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, we, we they they do. Um, in fact, one of our that's part of the thing. So the Lord made it clear that He has something going on, and then when we had our choice of cities to go to, we ended up with Orlando. Um, because it became very clear that 
I've been here since 04 and we know we have connections to several churches that are local mm-hmm. and we know that churches vet other churches. And so there's a whole network of churches. And unfortunately, a lot of students they get into that do get into college ministry, they make it their family and, and their church. And we do want them to make it their family and, and their place that they hang out. That is certainly good, but we don't want it to be the only thing. Part of the discipleship process for us, we really strongly believe is to learn how to plug into a local church because when they graduate, they're going to have to do that again that's right and they're going to need to build that network of people that is sort of built in already through this ministry on campus um that's sort of a uh, gardened off so to speak fenced in um and they're going to go beyond the fence and um and so uh it is a big part of uh, for us to partner with churches and other ministries to teach them how to find uh, good teaching, uh, a good place that they're um, where they're going to get solid teaching and, and are comfortable in, and then how to network and, and connect with other people that can um, either mentor them or where they can mentor others, and, and mm-hmm. just overall discipleship. Right. I just, you know, I love to hear, you know, I mean, this is not a story. This is, you know real life happening but I just love to hear about people going out there you know and just being the hands and feet of Jesus and just meeting the needs the practical needs of people you know just there's there's such a lack of it right now mm-hmm. and I just you know I can't tell you how how encouraged I am to hear that you guys are doing this yeah. and when it comes to our particular set of students there's let's see UCF is um at last we knew as far as number of enrolled students is the largest in the nation in our country um and there's about 24 percent of them that are Hispanic and Latino Mm -hmm. and as far as on campus itself there's a number of um as far as extracurricular groups and things there's a lot of Hispanic Latino groups and there's a lot of and then there's several campus ministries, but there's none that blend the two together and reach these students specifically mm-hmm. with the gospel like Destino does. Mm-hmm. And so we've been on UCF for two years, um, and we look forward to joining the team when we're fully funded. It's wonderful. I'm so encouraged just knowing you guys are out there. It's really a beautiful thing, you know? So you said something that uh, you can join the team when you're fully funded. Correct. So, okay. like you said about the fundages, the when we, we are currently um, building our team of partners um, who are willing to join our team monthly financially uh, to give, uh, certainly to pray. Everyone needs to pray for this. Uh, we those that are led to give financially. Um, they can give, uh, prefer, and monthly is great. Um, and then, um, and then those that we get the chance to reach out to, um, as far as the networking side of things. I just want to give this other um, address out too, because this is a, a direct line to to giving um, yes. specifically yeah, to them. That's uh, HTP. Excuse me, HTTP colon forward slash forward slash uh, give dot crew cru dot org forward slash zero nine four nine three nine five so anybody wanting to specifically support them um you can go to that url yeah Yeah. let me say it again it's crew dot org slash zero nine four nine three nine five all right. Um, there is something that you said. That the second thing that you build them. Mm-hmm. Yes. What What does that entail again? That is the discipleship process. So help them um, study the Bible for themselves. Um, think of a new believer that doesn't know anything. And so that's where we come along and we build them up in their faith. And so we teach them the basics and we teach them how to share their faith um, pretty, pretty early on. Right. Um, I was actually, when I became a believer, 
like a week later, I get a text from the person that shared the gospel with me. And he's like, okay, so we're going to go, we're going to meet at this place and um, see you there. And I show <laughs> up and they're like, here's a, a track. Like uh, we use uh, the four laws. It's like, a, it explains the gospel mm -hmm. basically. Um, and so I was assured to go share my faith, like after having been a believer for like a week. Um, <sighs> And so pretty early on, if you know the basics, you can share it with somebody else. Right. And so, yeah. It's, it's the reason why I said that is because a lot of churches don't even do that. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, you become a believer, say I do, and, and maybe get uh, baptized and stuff like that. And then mm -hmm. you're just left alone. Yeah. And that's why I just kind of like wanted to highlight that it's like hoarding all the gold <laughs> you know you got to yeah. share the wealth yeah. yeah it is the gold yeah to like get to know jesus intimately mm -hmm. and i think at the beginning people need a little bit of help and guidance and after that like it's their own relationship with the lord and they mm -hmm. you know god works but Amen i love that, it sister. because it's the great command you know mm -hmm. it's go and make disciples of all nations right yep. it's just you're training them to do exactly what the yeah. gospel has told us to do. Mm -hmm. And I just love it because you've just made it so simple, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. So. And, and another thing I think of is all those people you bring to Christ, you're going to see them in heaven. Oh, that's going to be exciting. Right. Yes, it is. Yeah. Exciting. <laughs> ah, yeah. Got that right. Beautiful thought. It's exciting. Part. Yes, it is. Wow. What an amazing ministry. Mm -hmm. It really is. It really is. I've been I've been really touched by your uh, by your testimony today. I can understand their passion too because that's you and I have the passion for the singles mm -hmm. because we met in singles and mm -hmm. we got married mm -hmm. and uh, we have a, a heart for them and I understand that heart. Mm -hmm. You know, so man, amazing! Thank you guys for yeah. coming by. Yeah. So we have, we have a story. Can we share a story? Yeah, please. Story story can. Right Go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so when I was in Denver, um, we had an event at our at the school that we were at where all the organizations kind of had a table and people kind of walked around to see what, what the student organizations were. And so we had our table and we had free orchata, which is like a very Latino drink. <laughs> and don't ask me, I don't know what it's made of. <laughs> so terrible, I know. Um, so anyways, every Latino kind of, we have mu Latino music going on. And so we see, I see this girl um, just like walking really fast, really long hair, big eyes, big smile. And she like, when she saw Destino, which is the name of our ministry, she kind of rushed to our table and she's like, Listen, I just became a believer like a few months ago. I go to church, but I'm a freshman and I am trying to find a place where I can plug in and learn more about what it means to be a Christian. Um, but, you know, like all the other ministries that are here, they're like they they don't have people that look like me. They're all white, if I can say uh, that here. Uh -huh. And I was like, yeah, like we have Latinos here. She was Latina. Um and she was like, yeah, so can I, can I come? And so every Thursday after that, for a year and a half, I met with her every day. Um, I took her to share her faith. Um, we studied the Bible together. We prayed. She had um, some sin in her life that she was like struggling with, but she was very teachable. Um, and she wanted God to redeem those parts of her life. Um, so we prayed. And after a year and a half, after I left um, Denver, um, she was like a new person. She had made super uh, mature decisions in her life and relationships that she had. She had victory over that sin that she was really struggling with. Um, and after I moved here, because I moved here to marry Dan, and I remember I get a call from her. She's like, listen, my church um, that I go to, the youth ministry, nobody wants to come. People are bored. I need help. Can I please use the materials that we went through so I can teach others like and maybe the youth will come and be excited about Jesus again. And so I'm like, yes, sure. So I sent her like everything. And now she's she I think she's a junior now. She's still in college, but 
she is like helping lead um, at her church. And so I love to tell Cynthia's story because that is the heart of our ministry. We want to journey with students um, as they are figuring it out, um, what it means to be a Christian, um, or if they're already a believer, you know, what it means to uh, have victory over sin, um, all those questions, we want to be available for them. And in order for us to devote our time to do that, in order for us to be available for them, that's got to be our full-time job. And that's mm-hmm. kind of what we do. Um, and so, yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Definitely. Man, what a great story. Yeah. yeah. Fantastic. Well. Session 164. I think that's one such 164. <laughs> Wonderful. We just appreciate everybody hanging out with us. Tom V, thanks for dialing in, buddy. JW. <laughs> JW was there, and uh, there's one other person on, but I can't, I don't know who they are. If you follow us on Mixler, I can tell who you are, and I'll give you props <laughs> for being here. But thanks for being here, whoever you are. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you for listening to God Stories Radio, and they hope we have been some kind of hope and encouragement to you. And, uh, Taught you a little bit about Crusade for Christ, or crew, as they call it mm-hmm. now. And uh, in- introduced you to Dan and Diana. And uh, what an amazing ministry. Uh, yeah. And I just, uh, I'm going to commit as as GSR, you know, uh, to pray for you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. We're going to partner with you and pray for you and uh, see what else we can do. So uh, I'll leave it at that. Already. So I talk to my peeps. (laughs) 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 Oh, my people get with your people. (laughs) All right. Well, that about wraps it up for session 164. Thanks for hanging out with us. I'm Fritz. I'm Mike. And I'm Tina. God bless. God bless. God bless. Dios de mi corazón, en ti encontré mi salvación. Quiero siempre contemplar Tú eres mi adoración Y mi eterna canción Todo mi interior Es cautivado por Marcela Gándara
Ah! <gasps>